0: Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. There we go. You look sexy at this guy, fucking beast! You
1: look at this guy. Fuck! It's good to see you, buddy. Oh my god. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been I a was heartbeat. Just, I was just thinking, like, when was the last time that we hung? It's you know, obviously, I was at Seafox. Uh, but it's been probably I came, close to a decade I
0: came to see you in Vancouver.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a long time ago. And I was thinking, yeah. as I'm getting ready, like, like how long have we known each other for? Like like '97 is when I got to PG, so it's like yeah. 25 years. Did almost. you get
0: Did you get to PG before me? I think no, you.
1: You're the music director, mids on uh, the Max FM 94, the IRX, the Max, the, the Max. Max. <laughs> uh, you Holy know, Bach. and what I loved about my time there, when I think back to that those those days. You know, obviously it, it's the radio and it's having fun and jamming and shit like that the house that i had with tiffany and the fucking foosball table and all that but that's also, right like, but it was also like that, that that you and deb really kind of almost welcomed me into your life like a i don't want to say a brother but like i don't know if it was just you guys felt bad because here's this single guy you know and you'd bring me over for like dinners and barbecues dinners and, and, and stuff like we that. all
0: did that though everyone kind of hung out right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How, i think how, i think how, at the early stages of all of our radio career where we were all trying to make it on very little money i think there was that there was a sense of community there that that isn't there now no i don't think right? it is either. no no i i think everyone is so fucking terrified about their jobs that you're just you're you're in your own space right and uh and i i know i do it not not because i'm terrified of my own job but i've sort of just
1: just made a bubble and
0: developed this bubble around me right yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, i I mean i'm
0: sure there's good situations though i'm sure there's radius yeah i'm sure there's there's
1: exceptions to the rules and i'm sure there's still tons of people that are making big bank and even though they say there's no more money to be made in radio and um, but you know, there's a reason why I didn't, I haven't even thought about applying for either peak mornings or peak afternoons in Vancouver. Like for, yeah. for me, like, why would I, I'm, I'm seven years into podcasting now, i carving out my own thing and, you know, got invited to, to be a teacher at BCIT. And, you know, so for me to go back to that world again, like you say, you know, everybody's fucking fighting and like ducking every couple, two, three years and watching all their friends and colleagues and shit lose their jobs over what like just greed it's just the fat cats want to get fatter and it's not that there's no money in radio like maybe tell your shareholders you're not going to make 880 million this year you're going to make 800 million and all those jobs would still be safe and secure it's really like i don't i don't want to sit and shit on radio here with you but it's really disheartening as a long time i've worked in radio for 20 years man and now to think like I probably won't even go back to my love until I'm retiring. And I'd maybe take a couple days, you know, a week job at Penticton or wherever I'd retire. Like it's it's just weird that it's gotten to that point in radio. It's just weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it started years ago, man. It started, well, it's been
1: dude decades been like that.
0: Yeah. When did you get shit can from Fox?
1: 2014.
0: So I'd say about five years before that is when the consolidation and this sort of trend of, of how can we do more with less really started to kick in.
1: Oh, totally. Hey, Todd, maybe you should start a podcast and i yeah, absolutely. What's the pay? What's the compensation? Like if I'm going to take time to make this, you know, creative extra content for the company, like. Why that's not in my job description that I signed with you guys? Why would I do that? Right? No, I totally yeah. Agree.
0: Yeah, it's it's um it's a different world now. It is it for me. Like I'm, I've never been out of it. Right. Like I, I've I was I started in I hit Vancouver in '91, and I was in radio school right away. And then I ended up getting a job up at, uh, not a job, I volunteered at SFU, Sea Jive. Okay. So I was up on the hill broadcasting weekends. That was my first sort of uh, foray into into radio. And then mm. I kind of had part-time work. I worked at that country, JR Country. I, I did overnights flipping reels and yeah, yeah, yeah. shit like that, like yeah. on the wave. Remember the Christian station? I do, yeah. So the overnights, I was flipping reels, and Whoa. and then I got a job the day I graduated, right? And I've been doing it ever since. Like I got into it and stayed in it, and I've been lucky that I got fired here in Edmonton, and in the fucking parking lot, I, I swear to God, I was in a band with the program director at the Bear at the time, and he called me and he goes, "I hear you got fired," and I'm like, "Dude, I just they just fucking walked me out." He goes, yeah, small world. And he goes, do you want to do weekends? And I was literally on the air that weekend. Wow. So, I mean, it's just, it's, I've been very, very lucky. And, um, and I've been able to, I also had a wife that was mobile. So at the beginning of the career, I was able to bounce around and, and I mean, yeah, but it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch, especially when you see things like, the bell stuff where like oh, on one handling week...
1: of that was so terrible, man. Like good riddance time of your life. That's how you're ushering out the staff.
0: Fucking yeah. Hell. It's just, it's awful. It is so brutal and it doesn't happen in too many businesses. And the problem is, is if you complain about this industry, people look at you like you're you're a lunatic,
1: right? <laughs> right, Like because, dude, all you do is play music and talk between the like. No, that's not the only thing. And that's I, big, right? I get it. Yeah, you sure, know what? So he's getting I. in his
0: truck and he's driving into work and he's going to spend the day on a roof, right?
1: right. <laughs> yeah, sure beats that.
0: <laughs> yes, or he's on. He's behind a shovel all day, and he's sitting there thinking, "You're bitching about your job," but that that that's hard, man. It's it's hard to see people go through that being fired like i said it's only been once for me but it's not it is just brutal
1: it's so yeah. i mean and that's a thing if you're in a building for a long enough period of time you see that stuff like i was at seafox for almost 15 years so i saw that at least 5 or 6 7 times you that. saw
0: the culling, yeah
1: the yeah ksh, you know k- boom there's the axe and just heads are flying over and over and over and and i didn't know this and like you i got my first job on the last day of school uh, for my my crazy, Right. I didn't know that. So the same sort of thing. And I honestly thought that I would be, you know, I didn't think I would ever get out of radio. I never thought that I would lose the job at CFOX. I was killing everybody in the ratings and, you know, me, I'm a pretty open guy. I'm a pretty friendly guy to hang with. And I had an open door policy, went to all the meetings and shit. And I just thought I'd be there till I was too old. And then I've got the gray balls and I need to go down the hall to Rock 101. That <laughs> that's kind of what I thought was, was gonna happen. Like, so when I got let go, so many people were like, dude, you need to go back to radio. Like you're well known in the city of Vancouver. Why don't you just do a podcast and cut the middleman out and you be the ad person? You be the the you know, get them to sponsor you and you talk about their business. Like, could you do that? yeah I, I don't know i guess and then seven years when late, did you start the are. podcast like i i started in in january 2015 i waited because when i initially uh got let go they were like we're going to just pay you regular wages right you're regular every two weeks you'll get it for the next 10 months and i was like okay cool well how about if I, it's a lump sum like just give me the lump sum right well they're like oh no we can't do that we can give you like 70 percent of it and i was like well not that's not happening. Like you owe me all that money. So yeah. I just, I just waited it out for as long as I possibly could. Uh, and then I fired it up.
0: Yeah. Cause there's always those sticky points in the contract. Like you probably, to be honest, you probably could have started it and it wouldn't have been too much of a,
1: Oh no. Yeah. I probably could have, uh, here's the thing.
0: They fucking fired you. Right. Right. They walked you out the
1: door. No, no, not really. Still, well, <laughs> technically they did, but not really. More like they. I was like, okay, cool. Where's my severance package? They put it on the table. I picked it up and was like, see you there, boys. And I didn't give them a chance to walk me out the fucking door.
0: Well, yeah, I understand, but I mean, yeah. But uh, proverbially, they walked. Proverbially, the- they walked you out, and then all of a sudden, you feel some sort of. It's funny how you like, how people's minds work, right? And if you're a loyal person like you and I are, you're like, oh, well, okay. And you're a rule follower to a point you're like, okay, well, yeah, they're paying me. So technically I shouldn't, you know, eat their lunch, well, but
1: really at the end of the fucking day, it, w- it wasn't even that man. I just wanted some time off.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. And <laughs> you know, I was too, like, yeah. it's, it's
1: June. It's like summer, like literally a break. I-, I got home and I was, I said to Jess, I was like, let's, let's go to Tofino tomorrow. <laughs> she goes, well, like you just lost your job. Maybe we should just chill on the. And I was like, no, no, I still get paid. So let's just, let's just go. And we went there for a couple, two, three weeks and I turned off the phone for everybody. And good for you. And when I came back, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I got offered a couple jobs in radio to go to Lethbridge, uh, Kamloops, and I can't remember the other one, but they were all like, you know, 60, 70 grand a year. I was, you know, I can't up and leave Vancouver, making that kind of like I could fucking serve coffee at Starbucks and make that wage.
0: Well, and you know, what's interesting because I have, uh, I have been offered jobs in Vancouver mm. and the funny thing about the jobs, my job offers, I, I, the last one that I got offered, um, they, I mean, they kind of, I, I mean, I, we never got too far in the conversation, but we got to the point where it was, okay, well, how much would it pay and da 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 Right. And I said to the woman that was trying to get me to come to Vancouver to do afternoon drive and, and, uh, and do music. I said to her, I'm making $20,000 a year more on my base. Like now you're offering me to go to
1: Vancouver. Right.
0: Which right? is the and most I'm in,
1: expensive city.
0: I'm in Edmonton.
1: Right. I can't move there. Like." how could you not you even can't. if it was not even if it was like, dude, what do you make? We'll match it. Yeah.
0: Like, and that, that wasn't even part of the conversation. Like it, it I mean, when you're $20,000 away from, uh, it's just crazy that just the amount of money that, that, uh, that they think they can. And the problem is, is somebody took that job.
1: Well, well that's the problem. Like all that's, of those jobs, like, like no offense to the guy that's doing my old job at Fox, but he probably makes half of what I made. Yeah. And it's probably happy to make that because he's at Seafox. Yeah. But that's part of the problem of the industry. You can make a movie without Tom Cruise. Not that, not that I'm Tom Cruise, not that you're Tom Cruise, but if you want yeah. those, if you want those personalities and the proven ratings winners, you best be throwing the cash out to make sure you get Tom Cruise.
0: And do you know anything happening in radio right now worth listening to? I mean, I don't want to shit all over the industry, but
1: I don't know about a lot of guys that are like like doing things that are that are like super innovative and like. Forward is there thinking anybody?
0: I, I mean, I I am so disconnected from it. I, I mean, because I, I listen to podcasts; it's all I listen to. Right. I, I mean,
1: yeah. I shouldn't and that, say that, but I. It's the same for me. Like when I was. It's, it's interesting because it now, uh, now I don't listen to radio for different reasons. Like now I'm like you. I don't listen to radio now because there's podcasts or I'm just too busy with my own creation, my website, my sponsors and all that and BCIT and a wife and two kids. And, you know, mm-hmm. life gets crazy busy when I was in radio. I listened to it at the very start just to kind of get inspired and be like, Oh, that was cool. The way they transitioned between those two thoughts, or that was neat. How they, they springboard that phone topic to do this and that, whatever. But, but maybe like, certainly after I left Prince George, I never listened to radio or hardly ever because I didn't want to be influenced by the way that other people were presenting their, their material.
0: I'm the same way. And I, I, I've never understood the, the, the jocks that sit there and, why i i've heard i've heard through the grapevine that there's jocks out there that sit there and scan radio stations while they're on the air mining for material
1: i'm like what like didn't you go into the room with what you want to talk about no shit (laughs) weren't you prepared that's a prep man were you ready to go on air really that's amazing Especially now as a, as a teacher at at BCIT now, like, you know, I take all of this wealth of knowledge and I try to pass it along and most of it just goes, they just, oh yeah, they're just blinders on, they've got their way and that's it. Like they don't care that I've got 25 years, almost 30 years doing what they want to do. They don't care.
0: No, no, but they'll learn. I mean, they'll learn the hard way. It's And I mean, we're all kind of wired that way too, though. Like, I, I don't know how much I got out of school. If anything, I feel like school set me back because I, <laughs> I honestly do. I, yeah. I had this idea that I needed to go to school and, and, and I needed to go to BCIT. When they wouldn't take me, I went to the Columbia uh, Broadca- Academy of Broadcast Arts, right. which was a nightmare. Yeah. And then when I got out of that, I was listening to my tape that we made to get a job. And I'm like, I am fucking awful. Like at the time I was working in radio too. So I was hearing guys, I was listening to like Andy Frost and overnights. And I'm like, I, I, am not doing that. Like, I'm not even anywhere near that. I got to go back to BCIT. So I went back to BCIT. They put me on a wait list and it's, a, I mean, it's an interesting story uh, about the connection that I have. Cause I know a couple of people that were supposed to go that year and ended up backing out for a different reasons, but I ended up getting a call. And I was in, in 92, graduated in 94. And I remember not feeling comfortable, not hearing my voice and what I wanted to do until 97, sitting in front of Hartley Miller, filling in for Doug Elliott on mornings on, on, on the max. I remember just clicking something clicked. I heard it. Mm. Hartley. I interrupted Hartley Miller's sports cast because he was clearly a Habs fan. And I needed to let him know about that. Right. right it was right. so obvious to me that he was just gushing about the Habs in BC. And I'm like, and I w I wasn't going to let him. Go. And, and I turned off the voice and this idea of this, this radio personality that I was turned it off. And I heard my voice in my headphones and I went, hold, hold on. I don't need to be that radio guy. I can be this guy. Right. Yeah. And then, like, I don't feel like I started radio until '97, and I was already two and a half years into it.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's you know, and uh, as performers now, we know that that's what you need to do. Yeah. But but also, it's the hardest thing to tell somebody, oh, just just be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, great. Like, first off, you got to know who you are, and then you have to factor in all of these like little nuances of like, what do you want people to know of Lachlan cross? Like yeah. you need to peel back those layers and let everybody know that sometimes you're a jackass or sometimes you're sentimental. Sometimes you're funny sometimes like, and you need to know that everything that you say shapes the way that people think of you. It's scary. Yeah. Like you put your it life is. out on, you, you put your life out there for people to ridicule and mock in some cases. Yeah. Get thick, thick skin from radio yeah.
0: You for sure do. That's it. You, you, you hit on something there that I think is really important. And, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta know who you are. You really do. And, and I, I don't know if you're any good in this business until you figure that out. And then it's an, it's a lifelong project, right? Oh yeah, dude. If I mean, you're not self-aware.
1: Go, dude, when I got let go, you know, I'd been at Fox for 15 years and I think that I've still had like, you know, I wasn't even hitting my stride. Yeah. Like, talk about how's that really the 12 year afternoon guy had, hadn't even hit his stride? Yeah. The fuck. How's that? I believe it though. A- and I I'm mean. not saying, yeah, and I'm not saying that just to say it to ooh, the who of it all. Like, I literally didn't feel like I was as good as I could have been in radio.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's true though. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, a, totally
0: it's an interesting business.
1: Yeah 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 what was the music in the crosshouse like as a kid growing up?
0: Um, I was raised by a hippie, <laughs> so there was a lot of Leonard Cohen and Cat Stevens and Carly Simon and Don McLean. and yeah, I still actually get angry when I
1: hear Leonard Cohen <laughs> so it was uh like how did that the- guy? What- was it always have like a career? A, was it always a big part of, uh, of your life then? Or was it just kind of in the background? Like what was it like growing up as a kid?
0: Um, I, I gravitated to music on my own. When I was about 10 or 11, um, I, I, uh, I started getting big time into music, mm. but I was sort of forging my own path and trying to, f- and, Finding bands on my own and i didn't like i had decided at an early age that i didn't like what was happening in the 80s i'm 50 right yeah so in 19 i'm 12 in 1982 so at that point that was when much music and mtv sort of well, it might have been a little bit too early for much music i can't remember exactly when mm, much music took off but
1: yeah prob- it, it definitely been like maybe like a friday night's videos or like a good S- good rocking tonight kind of thing God good rocking tonight. Holy shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I did not like all of that new wave or any of the, the sort of the pop or the radio hits at that time. So I gravitated towards uh, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath. And Mm -hmm. then I sort of lived there for a long, long time. I didn't like the hair. I didn't like those kids that listened to that used to beat the shit out of me. So I was not a huge fan of that stuff. Like the Twisted Sister. I, I was like, what the? This is yeah. just ridiculous. I have an appreciation for it now. But I did not enjoy that music at all. At, at the time, yeah. And then grunge hit in the early 90s. It was actually, I went to Lollapalooza in 92. Because I was in Vancouver. So I went to Thunderbird Stadium. Okay. And 3 o'clock Where's in the it? afternoon, Eddie Vedder walks out and, and does like a 40-minute set. Pearl Jam and then Soundgarden comes on after that. And I was, I I was, I went hard
1: into that. Yeah. As like, far as I'm history, chili peppers, like what a fucking, what yeah. unhapp- like still to this day, my favorite, I was at that show, my favorite show.
0: Well, went. and I, we missed, did you miss all the second stage shit?
1: But, well, no, cause I had a buddy at the time who was really, he worked at a place called A&B oh, A and B sound. Oh yeah. Record store up in uh, Northern BC. Yeah. So he kind of, he kind of knew that whole underground vibe kind of thing so we would like you know maybe we catch like only 35 minutes of the 45 minute set of Ice Cube but yeah. then that then we blast up to catch whoever Babes in Toyland or like fucking Tool played on the side Tool stage. Tool I don't think Rage did I, that that year No they missed it cuz it was the next year they were supposed to be I was gonna Alice say, and chains rage and all that There was
0: something about Rage not performing on 92 but they were but then they had a main stage slot in 93 right so and tool to this day still one of my favorite bands and i missed him at Lollapalooza on the second
1: stage that Lollapalooza, i've literally got a pick that man probably five or six pictures where i could grab maynard there was nobody in front of him apparently like literally that's how close i was that's literally how close certainly for a few pictures anyway but like so what time was that that must have been that would have been uh, like two crossover other,
0: between like, yeah crossover yeah. between whatever
1: but it was one and, of those like my buddy kyle was like dude we can't miss this band tool they're fucking awesome so we yeah. just between maybe it was jesus and mary chain or something it was one of jesus those bands and that, mary
0: chain started off the main stage down below yeah that where was, i was like yeah. yeah i'm
1: not really sure i know those guys very well or whatever but yeah man we bounced and he, back was first, like, yeah. oh, he was a mess yeah he was a
0: fucking mess on stage yeah. i don't know if he was playing it up but he was falling all over the place and
1: yeah yeah I so I, did, I think i did well, like three or four Years in a row at, at, at T-Bird for, for Lala.
0: Yeah, and then they stopped touring for some reason back in like 97 or something, didn't they?
1: Well, I think it just probably became a bit of a logistical nightmare to get all those bands together, crossing the borders and shit, because now it's just like a... a, a What's well, it? What? It's in Chicago? Chicago. It's, a, it's like a just a day or a weekend destination, basically, now.
0: Perry was... Farrell was talking about the fact that they might do it again this year, but I don't know if yeah, that's a possibility.
1: I that. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I think that anything this year is just not unrealistic, but it's, like, certainly... Yeah.
0: uh, I still haven't seen Rage, which is one of my favorite bands, and I got tickets for the show in Edmonton, and it was canceled because of COVID. So we're sitting, like, I'm bending a pair of tickets in my wallet now for, like, months, waiting to see when that gets rescheduled. A lot of people got their money back, but I'm like, if they're rebooking this, I'm fucking keeping my seats. Yeah,
1: I would keep your seats, dude. Yeah, I saw... I Do you remember the Plaza? downtown vancouver it was like yeah. an open, open arena kind of thing
0: i saw ben harper there yeah i've yeah, seen yeah. a couple of bands there great show so i saw great
1: venue uh, rage i can't remember who was uh who opened up but i uh, went with my little cousin and i got my cousin up and uh, up in the mosh pit at, <laughs> at this one point at this one point and he accidentally booted this k- kid right in the face <laughs> And like knocked a couple two three teeth out of this kid, and there's blood spilling everywhere. We're like holy fuck, sorry yeah. dude, holy crap! And he just was like all smile. That's ah, all cool, man. It's all good. Like Jesus, I know what yeah. to expect being up here. Yeah, man, rage is awesome.
0: Yeah, what I was- um, I think it sounds like you got into radio because of music, M- and I music. and I did
1: too. Yeah, it's music. It wasn't. Do people anything. do that
0: anymore? Like, I, don't, I don't, know. don't know if that's the draw. I don't. I don't know. Like, what's the Honestly, draw? Why are kids going to BCIT? Like, what is it?
1: Well, a lot of it is, you know, it's more than just radio now, right? The, the, the stuff that we're doing is goes into video editing and audio editing, of course, and like yeah. marketing, social media, all that shit, right? So, but the ones that that are ex- like expressing interest that I work with personally, I don't get the feeling that it's like, man, I'm such a music spaz and I just yeah. want to get, I, don't, I just don't get that feeling anymore. No, I lived and died.
0: Like, I mean, oh, I, I spent my money every week. I got a check. I was at the cassette store buying cassettes. Yeah.
1: Always. I, I got a
0: wall of CDs behind me still, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, I've got kids and expenses and things like that. Or I'd have a record player. I <laughs> told my wife, we're not getting a record player because I'll That's bankrupt true. us.
1: That's true. You know that like you're, a, you're the guy that instilled in me, don't touch CanCon yeah <laughs> you're the guy like never like you know i worked with like christian hall and like yeah. you know all these like, uh uh cory price and all these like really well-known established music directors but it was yeah. this little guy in prince george <laughs> before he is now the monster lock cross but you were the you're the guy that just really hammered it in how important it was to keep the canadian music don't fucking mess with the logs there's a reason why there's the flow yeah for whatever that's worth
0: well the funny thing about where we're at with radio now is is um and maybe i've been doing mornings too long so i've lost the appreciation how long have you
1: been doing it for now
0: i left the bear to do mornings so 2015
1: okay five six years so five
0: six years but now i mean now i'm way more hyper focused on 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 the um I don't worry so much about flow as, as I worry about content, what yeah. we're doing, how to keep people engaged. I mean, that's way more of a concern to me now because I've. it took me a lot of years to realize this because you get into this business and my first thought was I was going to get into programming because I had two kids and I was hyper aware of the fact that radio on air, that career, you were not going to make a lot of money at it. Or you were going to take a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And so I was, you know, I was looking at the possibility of making $35,000 a year for for 15, 20 years, or do I make 60 and I can afford a car because the program director has a new car. So, uh, and I've got a mortgage and I got two kids because we started, we had the girls in Prince George, right? Right. And I'm like, I guess I better try the programming route, which was a huge mistake. I mean that was that set me back years cuz i am really? not a manager yeah that was the worst fucking decision i ever made in my life i yeah. mean i i should not be managing people and um i the problem is everybody needs to be handled a different way and i'm the kind of guy like if you don't like what you're doing go fucking sell shoes yeah. like this is the best job in the world and you can't tell people that you can't sit them down and go go fucking sell shoes in the mall if you can't fucking do this job. You know, um, you have to be nice, and
1: I'm not good at that. I, I'm the same way with, <laughs> you know, with the BCIT students. I'm very like here, here's how it is, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm not trying to make friends. I'm not trying to make enemies, but you know, I'm going to tell you what's right, what's wrong, and and, and some like it like that, and some don't
0: and it's the ones that don't that get you in trouble right because oh, yeah. they're the yeah and, and yeah. not that i was in any trouble but it was a, it was apparent to not just me but the the building that i worked with that i wasn't a good manager so um, yeah. and then getting fired was the best thing that ever happened to me because it got me back on the on air path so yeah. but the problem with music now is that i got 18,000 18 million songs in my hand. Right? Why why is why am I an expert in programming a radio station when everybody is? Everybody's an expert at program. Everybody has a playlist. Everybody has the songs they love right at their fingertips. So, I mean, I still apply the old rules to how i program the show and if i need to make any adjustments music wise i'm thinking about what our philosophy is but i don't i just i've lost i've lost the give a shit attitude about how important one song going into the next song is Mm. it's just not as vital anymore for the success of a radio station in my opinion yeah all all content it's to me, it's, it's, it's 100% about what you're delivering as far as content goes, because there's a, a million podcasts out there. There's a million different sources for music. You got to give them a reason to tune in every day. And if you don't figure that out, then whether or not Brian Adams sounds good going into survivor, that's not going to win you any battles. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's what's just
1: not what's the most overrated rock band oh shit
0: you know what the, i get into arguments all the time with people about music they all have a formula right yeah and you uh, you like what you like i work with a guy who loves bon jovi mm. like i can't stand bon jovi right and maybe i'm just bitter cuz i've been in the business too long um but I, I he loves he sings he could he put a bon Jovi tune he'll sing every goddamn word to every song we play yeah and i don't think bon Jovi's released a song in the last 40 years that didn't get a, like didn't become a single and get played on every radio station in north america right. so i i mean the fact that i don't like him right so i don't know i i mean i the nickelback thing drives me crazy like, oh, why does everybody shit all over Nickelback? Because they, fucking every band has a formula, right? Like every band, they write catchy songs. You're hating well, them that's because the everyone else did. Right. right? And anyway, I, I, I don't know. That's a tough question. I don't know a lot of new music. Um, I am so out of touch with what's happening with new music I know every once in a while I'll be watching a show, and um, I'll 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 hear something that I really really like, and I'll go listen to that artist for a couple of days on the drive into work or, or something like that. But um, I mean I am so I have no idea what's happening in rock right mm. now or if rock is even relevant. I'm so disconnected. Oh, same. It's,
1: oh my god. Completely, like it's, it's embarrassing. S- since being departed, I, I'm like completely lost.
0: And my kids, my daughter has been, um, she's in Spain. She dances at the uh, the Barcelona de Ballet oh. in Spain. And her and I are probably more simpatico than my other daughter music-wise. And my my youngest will send me music every once in a while. So she'll send me something she thinks that I'll like. And I send her stuff that I think that she'll like. So we, we swap Spotify tunes every once in a while. But the oldest, and I can't believe this happened to me, She's a country fan, and I'm disgusted by that. But she likes the bro pop country stuff. Like, I'll get in the car and kissing country will be on, and I'm like, <laughs> what happened? What is I've going failed,
1: on? I failed. I failed as a father, miserably, dude. What are you benching right now? What are you? What are you watching? Um, uh, on uh, on the uh,
0: on the crave or whatever it is, I'm watching Yellowstone.
1: Oh, I've heard nothing but good things about it.
0: I don't know why that show slipped under the radar for so long. Cause it's third season. They're about to release the fourth season.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what did I, it, what was the comparison? It was like, it's like a cowboy breaking bad. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a bit like that. Okay. I, I, that's a decent way of putting it. Um, you fall is there in, anybody in love with the like characters the, right
1: away. Is there anybody in the show that you're like, oh fuck, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy?
0: Uh, well, Kevin Costner's in it. Oh, Costner. Oh, yeah. He's the head guy. Say,
1: okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would yeah, say yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah, you might know who that
0: guy is. But then everybody else is sort of B actors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that actually, idea, though. Do you remember the guy? Did you watch Breaking Bad?
1: Yeah, of course, of course. you did. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so do you remember the guy that um, was sort of the bodyguard over Brian Cranston's character and Jesse?
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And he was like he, a native-looking kid? And he took over when Jesse ended up going AWOL. He took over and started doing the, doing the, uh, the, the math mix. Yeah, yeah. That guy is in the first season of Yellowstone. Oh, okay. So right away, like almost the first couple of scenes, you get... And I think that's why everybody's going, well, it's a cowboy breaking bad. Right. Cuz right. there's even a character from Breaking your, Bad. Your brain you know?
1: starts going like I know yeah. that guy from Breaking
0: yeah. Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think wow. there's that there's been that. But then there's the girl that plays Beth Dutton. I'm only I'm only like 6 or 7 episodes into the first season. I just started it like a week week and a half ago. Yeah. The girl that plays Beth, you might recognize her. She's a redhead and um she's mm. she's very good in it a lot of people are talking about her she's like the daughter kevin costner's daughter okay and she's amazing she's just dysfunctional as hell and crazy right
1: and i well, gotta have loves those him. characters yeah i i started yeah, yeah, getting yeah. into um empire
0: okay i haven't seen that i haven't seen that at all but i've heard good things it's, it's okay. okay it's okay yeah.
1: like i'm about five or six in and I kind of got it on in the back. I'm not really, truly watching it. It's in the background. I watch a little bit, maybe do a little bit of social media shit, that kind of yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh,
1: it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I like so the the Wandavision. The, Wanda the, you? the- oh,
0: Wandavision. Have you watched? The- okay, I I got yeah. I got kind of railroaded into watching that. I don't watch a lot of nerd shit, right. but I did end up watching that. That was pretty good. It had a bit of an X Files feel to it. So I think I was. I was able to choke on it. So,
1: yeah. 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 See, like, and that for me, like I, I'm into all of those, like fucking X-Men, Avengers, Batman. Oh, are you? All. Like, I love yeah, that Yeah, you shit. were a big nerd. Comic books. Yeah, man. I mean, I always collected comic <laughs> books, right? So I did get into the WandaVision. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm just, you know, again, I'm just so busy, man. Even just trying to find time. And and sometimes it's with Jess, but, you know, oftentimes yeah. it's just kind of, you know, I, I'm like two, three, four nights a week, probably, working on the podcast stuff. So you know so do I, I, you
0: do you do five days a week
1: at, at BCIT? Yeah. Is Ribble still there? Ribble is still there. Are you fucking kidding me? Ribble is still the announcer uh instructor. What? How old is he? I think he's I want to say he's like not much older than me. He's maybe 55 57? 60 at the most he killed gotta be 60 he was my instructor yeah well he was my right sakes too like in 95 (laughs) right so here i'm like working alongside the guy that was yeah man it's uh he's still there uh was cat stewart there when you were there
0: um i think cat got the job the year i left
1: okay so cat's still she was
0: working at an ac station wasn't she in vancouver I'm i'm not sure back in the day huh You'll have oh, yeah. to say hi to Ribble. I wonder if Ribble even, even, remember me. Oh, of course he would, man.
1: Of course he would. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, um, I, I found radio school really hard. I found BCIT very difficult because I was, a, really? I was an arrogant well, piece of shit. And I, I had really good grades when I was in school, like in high school, yeah. like I was an honor roll fucking student. And then I yeah. got to BCIT and, um, they didn't like me. I, I did not do well. Oh, dude!
1: They tried to kick me out of the course, man.
0: Oh, did they? Okay. See, I wasn't that bad, but I mean, I, but I I also,
1: uh, uh, but I also don't think that it was justified in that they were trying to. So here's what happened real quick. Cole's notes. So I went to a friend's place in Kamloops over the Christmas holiday. Yeah. So when I go to start my car, my block had frozen. So now I had to call, you know, the Napa auto parts or whatever. Hey, have you got this block or whatever? turns out my buddy was a mechanic. So thankfully he was able to help out. So we had to wait till Wednesday for the part to show up. So we put it in on Wednesday. What do I just drive back down for Thursday and Friday for school? So I said, fuck it, whatever. I'll just stay here till Sunday and I'll leave and I'll come back. Well, in the, in the point of that, I missed a week of school. When I came back, one of the instructors who's not there anymore uh, was, was basically like, you don't. You're not showing enough initiative and drive. So I'm gonna to try to get you kicked out of the course. Meanwhile, I'm working at C Fox, LG, QMFM, C yeah. I'm working yeah. at four stations. Yeah. And Kevin Ribble was the one that was like, um, this guy's actually probably gonna go someplace. So we might want to maybe just <laughs>
0: hang you know, on to him.
1: Hang on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, right? And then how many, 20 years later, hey, you want to come and be an instructor?
0: That's funny. I, well, here's a story. Me,
1: I'm there's a story. I'm sure they wouldn't want me telling the students. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I like I barely had a I barely scraped a C average by in Really? IT. Wow. Yeah. So I thought I I was what, like, well, I think it might think? have been the best thing that happened to me though because I was I was like I'm gonna when I got that first gig I was like I'm gonna show these fuckers. Yeah. Right. Like I had a little bit of that underneath me.
1: Oh, so did I.
0: Yeah, so I um yeah, so I worked my ass off. Hmm. Have you ever talked about on your podcast? How many you you do mostly musicians? Have you ever talked to a lot of radio guys on this? Oh,
1: dude, I, I do three guests a week. I do music, sports, and entertainment. So I you know I'm, okay. I'm all over the map, man.
0: Okay, so have you ever told the story about fist fighting Gary? What? At the max in Prince George?
1: Fist fighting Gary.
0: Gary well, Russell. Wasn't no. me. Oh, you don't remember that? I didn't fist fight. You Gary. blocked hit out. What? He no went idea. after you. He took a swing at you. I don't think it was. I don't think you took a swing at him. Oh He yeah. took a no.
1: swing at you. Yeah. That wasn't a fist fight. Yeah. 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 No, I never but have ever told that story.
0: I was in the prod room and I heard a ruckus and I came out and I swear to God, I saw him. Oh, he was. He punched you right in the fucking head.
1: Oh, I don't know if he punched me. I don't know if he connected. Dude, I totally well, I was behind.
0: That. I was behind him and he had you like that. He was a fucking big guy.
1: He's, he's a big guy. Yeah.
0: He's a big guy. He's 250 pounds. He's six foot four. Yeah. And you're fucking what? I'm, five foot nine, ten. Probably six, back then you were fucking 140 six, pounds.
1: Six two. I probably haven't changed height. <laughs> But that's probably buck eighty.
0: Well, that's right. You're a little taller. Okay, I'm, that's right. Yeah, you were,
1: but still, like he's a pretty big guy. But yeah, man, I totally you're forgot all about fucking that.
0: cock and ribs. And he just not anymore.
1: Good God, man! Now I'm now I'm like dad sized. <laughs> I'm two two twenty 220, two 225. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. that's beer weight. Yeah, that's no. Uh, I can't. Wow. I've been meaning to.
0: I had that written. I had that written down.
1: I up here. I'm like, totally we got to talk about the fact that forgot about that, man. I've totally not that I blocked it out, but. Maybe just, I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. I do remember going to his office and saying like, Hey, we're going to have a problem. Cause if we are, it's totally fucking cool. I'll, I'll move along. And he was like, Oh man, I'm really sorry. Of course I overstepped my boundaries and blah, blah, blah. And we kind of smoothed it out. I think that it was kind of just heat of the moment stuff. And you know, he and I both are pretty, uh, we all had, we're, we're pretty emotional guys. Right. So tampers. Yeah.
0: Like I had it out with him a couple of times. He Did never took really? a swing at me. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I f- We, we beak each other. Yeah. Yeah. But I think part of that was, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him because he was your boss. He shouldn't have been fucking punching you in the hallway. Right. Um, whether he connected or not, it looked like he was taking swings at you. And I, and I just remember thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, am I going to get in front of this? Like right, right. somebody needs to do something. Somebody came running from the back room and jumped in front of him and broke it up. I think it might've been, uh, Sean from the newsroom.
1: Oh, Sean, but Leslie
0: Sean, I think it was Sean Leslie. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I have a memory of somebody stepping in between the two of you. Could have very well been
1: Darren Coogan too.
0: It might have been Darren because Darren was in the back and I remember yeah. coming out going, what the fuck am I going to do here? Like this is wrong. And I remember I said something to him too. I'm like, that that was not good, dude. Like yeah. You can't beat the shit out of me. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And uh and he he told me he was on Xanax to quit smoking.
1: <laughs> Slightly on edge. <laughs>
0: I think he snapped because of some medication from smoking. Wow! I
1: swear to God. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. I I'm, well, yeah, we were I, all lippy, right? Oh, we probably yeah, man, beaked him. At, and he at fucking... that t- at that point, I'm sure I was a lippy little fucker. Yeah, <laughs> Tw- twenty two years old, twenty three years old, probably. Yeah.
0: Uh, I have a memory of that, man. I don't know why I blocked a lot of shit out in this business, yeah. but I have a memory of that. I'm like, wow. that's crazy. Yeah.
1: I haven't thought about it. That. Was probably it lasted ten America. seconds? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I literally haven't thought about that since that happened, but yeah, that, that, that happened. That happened. That was real. Mm-hmm. Imagine that shit going down today, bro. Like it would be,
0: can you fucking imagine
1: game I, over, I, man, I, dude, be, it'd be game over. He's done.
0: I've said and done things as a manager that wouldn't, Yeah. I would so gone, gone, did, did things in radio stations in the past where yeah. boom, gone. Yes. But, but it's weird, though, because the line has moved on content, too, though. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, it's shifted. There's Like, you mean that in, in terms of what you can talk about, what's allowed to be talked about? PC stuff? Yes. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, but people go, is yeah, it more politically moving. correct? Yeah. The line just moves around. Constantly there's just moving. stuff you can't talk about. You just don't touch. You just leave it alone. But then there's stuff that I would never have been able to talk about 10, 15, 20 years ago that we get away with now. Right. Like we got a pretty edgy show, but we avoid a lot of things because I just know it's just going to get us into trouble.
1: Right. It's just not right? worth it. It's not worth it for that three minute break, two minute break. Yeah, like exactly. It's not worth it.
0: I had a conversation with somebody today. I was explaining, I had a nickname for a doctor in town. So everybody has these COVID, these COVID updates, right? Yeah. And, um, and this guy, this, this friend of mine, he was, he's very curious about radio, right? So he asks me a lot of questions and he was asking me about this one particular conversation that he me, overheard me having on the air with this woman. So the COVID updates, the Alberta COVID updates, there's always the doctor that comes out and then the politician will talk. You guys have them in BC. Yep. So she's the head of, her name's Dr. Hinshaw, and she's yep. the head of the, um, the 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 Doctors Association. So she takes the lead in these press conferences around dinner time. She's yep. the one that updates us on the numbers.
1: She, she's uh, our Dr. Bonnie Henry. Done, yeah. So Dr. Hinshaw
0: in Alberta. And then you and uh, your she's blonde, right? She's got a yep. bob. Yep. Okay, so Doctor Henshaw has these very severe bangs. So I was calling her Doctor Bangs, not to be <laughs> not sexually disparaging. bangs, disparaging. Yeah, yeah, like bangs, bangs. Yeah, Doctor Bangs. And so somebody called me up and said, and I ran this call. Somebody called me up and said, I find that offensive. And this woman gave me her name. We recorded the phone call and she said, I've been listening to you for quite a few years. I've never complained. And, um, but this is, this is just, it's wrong. I don't like the nickname. I think you need to stop. And um, I said to her, I said, absolutely. I, I can totally stop. I don't need, I don't, I, what am I gaining from totally. continuing to call? her doctor bangs it uh, no problem be funny in another way sure right yeah i didn't realize it was offending anybody but she had a point she presented her case she had a great point i've stopped calling her that on the radio i actually even feel bad even mentioning
1: it on this podcast but anyway that's the only piece of stuff i'm going to use for the teasing of this now just (laughs) keep tagging the doctor (laughs) So
0: anyway, I completely stopped. And I also, I went back in and looked at all her texts to us over the last five years. She is a longtime listener. She's texted us a hundred times and not once has she ever complained. So out of respect for her, I thought, you know what? I don't need to call. I don't need to have this nickname for this doctor. Why do I need to be disparaging this woman's looks with how difficult her job is? This woman had a great point. I can move on. Let's move on. I played the call on the air, and it's funny how how it separates everybody, right? Oh, yeah. Because now you've got the the guys that that hate the politically correct world that we live in, and they think I'm catering to this politically correct world. So now they're mad. So you're you're constantly straddling this line in this business that we're doing, and then you've got to gauge. Okay, well, do do I actually continue to have this conversation on the air and continue to use this nickname and upset the people that might be offended but i'm appeasing this crowd over here like right. you got to you got to play this game constantly and i'm not is- going to use that nickname anymore because she had a good point and she's not a Karen. She's not phoning me every week complaining about something. And I respected what she said. So I'm going to continue not to use the nickname, but it's just interesting the world that we live in. But then I can do a break about, you know, the fact that your Taiwanese dildos aren't going to get here because of the Suez canal, right? I can have that conversation no immediately following that. And I get no complaints.
1: Right. You know, I think, I think that goes back to what I was saying 15, 20 minutes ago where everything that you say on the air, what do you want people to think of you? Like you have to know yourself and like, what is it that you want to shape the, your view? Yeah. And and it, and if that means that you need to curb calling a doctor, doctor (laughs) fucking awesome, (laughs) Dr. Bangs, then that's fine. Like, then you can find another way to kind of engage and, 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 and hit your audience in a way that is, you know, endearing and that they, they want to listen to more of lock cross, right? There's yeah. other ways around it.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. And that's, that's what I, that was yeah. my ultimate thought was, and you got to make those, you got to make those calls
1: really quick. Of right. Course. Yeah. On, on a, I'm playing on a daily that. basis on an hourly basis, probably.
0: Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like, and the other thing is to, in order to get people to talk about your show and, it, and, and, and make it an interesting show to listen to sometimes you got to walk the line right so you especially gotta bring... at
1: a rock station
0: oh absolutely you you have to make sure that you keep you keep that uh, that edge going or you're so sometimes it's okay to have that guy call up and go i'm never going to listen to your show again because that guy might actually come back next week because he's right. going to go around and listen to the competition and realize that we, we might be the best option for him Right. He might not let me know right away, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> eventually we'll know it. So now that you're back you're in Edmonton, you're uh, you're you've been there for a while. Does that mean that you support the Oilers? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I grew up a Canucks fan.
0: Yeah. that's something i don't tell too many people <laughs> so because i grew up in bc so i was a big canucks fan that was what i watched yeah. and the only the only sort of common thread i have with my uh with my allegiance for uh you know one team or another um over the years has been my hatred for the habs it's just continued to grow as i'm, not a, I'm not a huge habs fan my yeah. dad gave the, passed that on to me he hated the habs and i've i've kept that now, it is hard not to be a fan of the Edmonton Oilers when you live yeah, in Edmonton.
1: With, I mean, that team, that team is amazing, dude.
0: Oh my God, Hancock! I mean, honestly, I, brother, it's they're fun to watch, and uh, they're also they'll also steal your soul a bit because <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, they don't perform to expectation. But that's just right. that's just a well. I mean, thing. It,
1: as a long time Vancouver Canuck fan, that sounds very yeah. familiar. <laughs>
0: so I I casually watch the Canucks so I keep an eye on them um I mean and I like I thought that they had and they had a good chance last year I don't know what the hell happened it fucking fell off the wheel. especially like to,
1: to rip through uh what was it Minnesota first and then we went through the blues which is the defending champs and then we went to game seven with the Vegas Knights who were yeah who were like the best team of last year Fuck, we were close last year, man.
0: They were. You were very close, and to be as far off now, based on what the team you oh. had last year, Ouch. man, that's that's got to be hard to watch.
1: Well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't help that you know our best player Pedersen hasn't been in the lineup for what three weeks now. Pearson yeah. was out for a while. Bull Horvat got, I think, hurt for a game or two. Horvath's back though, isn't he? H- Horvat's back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I now think I saw that, him
1: in a. Yeah. Now we're now we're back to like no hockey for four or five days right now. I think. I played hockey with Travis Green in no Castlegar. Way. Did yeah. you
0: really? Yeah. Yeah. I was on his line and he, um, he got that year that I played with him. Cause we went, we were like the a team. Oh, I don't wow. even know what league it was.
1: You I was were, on, you were I was, a Baracus or what?
0: <laughs> I was the centerman and he was, I think he was the, he was one of the wingers. I think he was the right wing okay. and Dane Jackson was the left wing. Dane, Jackson. You Remember Dane Jackson? He, he was in the NHL for a cup of coffee. He was actually a Canuck. Oh, ah. mm-hmm. anyway, I, I remember, I didn't, you,
1: I didn't know you skated that well. Oh dude. Like the wind. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> How did I not know that? I knew that, I knew that you play the face piano, but, uh, you still get up on, on stage by the way, and still play or fuck around. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. 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 Put me up. Put me up. I pull the harmonica out every once in a while, uh, on the show. It drives oh. Grant and Jimmy crazy. Oh, of course it would. Yeah, no, I yeah. still played it. Yeah, no, I yeah. played hockey with Travis Green years and years ago, like a wow. hundred years ago, because he's from Castlegar. Hmm. I can't remember the name of the team, but uh, but yeah, and I remember he he didn't skate very well. Fucking kids skated on his ankles, and really? oh yeah, he was he was not great. Um, he got better, and obviously he made the NHL. But yeah, um, he um, he had great hands. And we just skate to the front of the net. So we were always feeding him. Oh. So I think he had like 120 goals
1: that one year. And <laughs> I think I, I had like 80 year. assists. That's awesome. You know, I just yeah. had, uh, uh, Sean Avery. on. Oh, I saw
0: that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah.
1: It's, it's worth checking out. Um, he, he shares. I like pretty, him. Uh, he, he's a fucking great guy. He shared a pretty funny, uh, John Tortorella story.
0: Him and about, Torts.
1: About how Torts wasn't the best skater and at practice, when they do like the drills where the coach was passing you the puck kind of thing, and you'd have to pass back to the coach and whatever, yeah. that he'd fucking just zing it as hard as he could just to try to get Torts to knock on his ass, right? And all it would stop the whole play from everybody just to watch how fast Avery's going to shoot this puck at Torts, right? <laughs> Pretty funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Avery was just a raging dick, eh? Oh, my God. I never liked him when he played.
1: He's one of those guys that you'd want on your team but not fucking have to play against.
0: No, the funny thing about um, Avery for me was I never liked him as a player, but now since he's been out of the league, I don't know how many times I've heard him on different podcasts and whatnot, and now I'm I'm a fan. Like, I love the guy. Yeah, How did you get in touch with Sean Avery? Did you just send him a note? Or is he promoting a movie or something?
1: Um, No, it was actually just through a buddy that was like, hey, you know, I think I probably could get Sean Avery on your podcast. (laughs) I was like, like fucking Sean Avery, NHL Sean Avery, like just make sure we got the shit right, Sean. He goes, yeah, yeah, Sean Avery. I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. It's like two hours later, oh, here's Sean's number. Hey, man. Literally Jesus. that easy.
0: It's funny how things work. Eh? So,
1: yeah, man. Sometimes he's still in New York. I think he's still in New York. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, is he still acting?
1: He's still acting. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Good he, for at, him.
1: At, when I talked to him, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still acting. I'm, I guess I'm an unemployed actor, but yeah, he's still acting. <laughs> we got, he had the role in uh, tenant. Okay.
0: All right. That's right. I did see that.
1: And he talks about that and how he, how he got that role and all that. And, uh, you know, of course he talked about the Avery rule, like having a fucking name rule named after you. How good is that? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a legacy, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How about,
1: um, how about all the fights get into like UFC fights and all that Bellator and.
0: Okay. I'm not, I don't know a lot of the names, but I'm a, I watch like, I'm not hardcore reading stats and keeping track guys but right. we watch we watch a lot of the fights i was gonna watch this weekend uh, but i'll be honest i got a little drunk on saturday night and passed out before before the main card so that
1: sounds vaguely familiar <laughs> yeah i'm kind of a, a fan of the uh, that's the only thing i really like for sports hockey, hockey. i
0: hear after hockey the game and, and
1: i'm like an mma yeah 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 uh,
0: yeah yeah and i was like six or seven deep and i was like i can't do this so i just crashed but i'm up early right so my schedule is all over the fucking place so on a weekend i i i usually like i'm not staying up that much later because i'm up at 3 30 in the morning so so i know a lot of guys in radio you didn't do the morning show for very long did you you did it hit hit
1: miss i did about a year and i hated it It hated in victoria right well i did a year in victoria and i did a year at c fox with jeff jeff o'neill it was me, Jeff O'Neill,
0: mm.
1: uh, Biff Naked, and uh, Karis.
0: I fucking remember that. Yeah, I remember I hated they it. threw you in that,
1: that, sh- that shit it. show. Like, I love Jeff. <laughs> you See, know? I like mornings. I, I would yeah. do it. I mean, yeah. that, that's when I'm, I was like 28 years old. But like now, I'm 47. Like, give me a morning show now. Fuck yeah, I'll crush it. But then, like, yeah, just not my lifestyle, man.
0: I was always a morning person. Yeah, never. Uh, but I loved afternoon drive.
1: That's the sweetest That's gig the ever. The best man. one, man. Three to seven, two to six, the three fucking to seven. Best. The best job. I don't the care best. how much money you're paying me yeah. to do mornings. I don't want it. No, thank you.
0: Yeah. Now, maybe, now yeah. maybe
1: I would. It's. Yeah, take a yeah. sniff at it. Lock. Let, let me. Uh, how old let, are your kids? Uh, Ten and eight.
0: Holy shit.
1: That's fucking crazy, man. I know, right?
0: That's insane.
1: The yeah, blink of an eye,
0: 10 and 8. Two boys. It goes so fast. Mine are 23 and 21. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> Do they both That's live nuts. out of the house? Do you or? remember?
0: Well, we sent one's home because she was in Toronto and then, and then the COVID. Other is, she's going yeah. to film school. She's going to Ryerson. So she came back. So now she's working here. She's got a shift at Earl's. She's been working at Earl's for years. Yeah. Um, she got her job there when she was like 18. Um, but she's she's now back because they can't do anything in uh, with school. Like her final year last year was supposed to be this year. And she was supposed to make... Like her practicum is to make a film, right? Right. So she was supposed to do all that shit. So it was like, oh, you know what? You, you got to go home. So she just came home. She does some courses online just to get her credits. And then next year, she's going to go back and finish the year. Hopefully, things will get
1: better. But what what was that thing? And then the other one. Was it Riley that I set something up with for a place downtown Vancouver where she was doing some shooting? Who the what was that? for? That was Natasha. She was was, she
0: went she did one year. She did one year at uh, cap. She took film there because she didn't get into Ryerson. And then her first year, she iPhoned you because she was looking for a set. Mm-hmm. And you hooked her up because you knew the guy that owned that building. And yeah. she filmed her, and that was her year end project. That oh. got her into Ryerson. Really? She well. did a music video with a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a guy, with a musician. And he was, uh, and they brought in dancers and everything like that. And they used that whole building downtown. And, and I I guess you knew the guy that owned the building and, and yeah. he gave them clearance to shoot the film on the roof. Wow. So
1: well, that's great. That
0: got her, that project got her into Ryerson and she's been there ever since. Wow. That's great. Riley, my youngest is the dancer. She's the one we sent to Winnipeg at 13 and she spent seven years in Winnipeg at the Royal Winnipeg ballet. And then she just got a gig in Spain. Um, so she's uh, yeah. So she's there.
1: Holy shit.
0: Twenty-one and twenty-three, man.
1: Dude, dude I remember like, your kids were middle. just little little punks, man. When I'd come over for dinner, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't even know that they were even in school yet. No, no,
0: they wouldn't have been, like, cause yeah, they were born in '97 and '99. Yeah. And I left. I left wow. Prince George in 2000.
1: I left in to 99. go to Winnipeg. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. you left just bit before. A from, yeah. Because you and Tiffany got a job at Q.
1: Tiffany got a job at, uh, extreme extreme. That's what it was. Yeah. And then didn't you go? No, no. I worked with her. No, I did. Eventually I went to Sea Fox for a couple years, two and a half years. And by the time I started working with her, we weren't together anymore. It was, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was one of those, like we'd broken up and then I asked all my mentors, you know, O'Neill and Bob Mills and, and Bob Harris and all these guys, Ross Winters, like, what should I do? And, and, and all of them were like, dude, if it wasn't your ex fiance, we'd be fucking kicking you out the door. But like, you do what you want, (laughs) you do what you want to do, bro. Like that's a pretty dicey situation to walk into. And I, and, and I was regretting it probably within two months. Yeah. Only because it was so awkward. Uh, You know, we would say things to push each other's buttons, knowing that it was going to piss you off and. I'd make her look bad, she'd make me look bad. It wasn't it wasn't good. They they really when I first got there, the first uh promo that they did for the station was Battle of the X's. Oh, yeah. So it was like, you know, we're gonna take you on a skydiving tour, you bring a friend, which team do you wanna be on? Your friend's on the other one, kind of thing, right? Yeah. And that's the way they kind of did it, and it it really started to get kind of awkward and like not fun within a couple of months. And I was really regretting moving from Sea Fox to there. But thankfully yeah. within probably eight months later, I got offered evenings and start up the rock report and jump back. Yeah. Over. But, but, uh, yeah, man, what a crazy, have you crazy kept trip. in
0: touch? Have you kept in touch with Tiffany?
1: Oh, Adam? no, I haven't. No, I haven't no. talked to her and fuck a long time. 15 years probably. Yeah. More. more maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you where she is anymore. Great girl, of course. Super awesome. Super funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah she was good energy. Oh, I always enjoyed dude. Tiffany. Yeah. Super rad, man. Super super rad.
0: I, I that's one thing that I I'm kind of regretting. This this sort of head down kind of is that I've lost touch with a lot of like a lot of people that I over the years in this business. You know that that I Easy had to good do, re- though, right? You kind it of it is, get,
1: it is. You, you yeah. kind of get you get into your little habit, and and, yeah. and away you go. And suddenly, a week goes by, a month goes by, a year goes by. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, like you know, like we said off the top, like we haven't seen each other for years, man. It's been probably ten years.
0: Well, yeah. and you know what? To be honest, I haven't been back to see my family in wow. in in that. I think I've been back. I was back once to see my mom. Because she had a retirement party, yeah. Um, and that there was a time there where we would come, we were coming back every year. But I had that that I had a kid in ballet school, and I and I basically, I phoned them and said, you know what, you know that tr- that three thousand dollar trip every year to bring my whole family down to Vancouver, that's <laughs> right. not happening, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> fair.
0: Yeah, and fair they're enough. all still there.
1: Like, yeah, wow. they're.
0: My mom's trying to get out of Vancouver and go to the island now.
1: Oh, should just sell? Uh, do, they, do they own? Yeah, she owns,
0: and it's That's, not going sell, well. Man.
1: It's just yeah. insane. Fuck down here. We had a place a couple doors down that listed for 1.1, and they sold for 165. Jesus. 500,000 over asking. Jesus. Like, this place is just insane, bro. Yeah. I'll, Did you I'll be, end up
0: buying down there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I bought a, you know, when I initially I bought a little loft back in like 2005 ish. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when I sold that, I got really lucky and I made about two hundred fifty three hundred thousand 300,000 or something like that. Put yeah. It all into a house. So we own a house in East van. Yeah. I owe, I owe about maybe 300,000 on it. So the mortgage is super, super basic. Like I could fucking panhandle and pay the mortgage. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel pretty lucky, man, cuz like, you know, the the eventual goal is to sell and then probably move to I don't know, Summerland, Peachland, West Bank. But you
0: can do this fucking anywhere. You could do this anywhere, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. I saw your post on Facebook about
0: about not going after that peak gig. And uh yeah, dude, I mean
1: why? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's exactly it, like, you know, for for between bcit and the podcast i make just as much money as i ever did at cfox which i got let go for for making too much money yeah and i also get summers off full pay yeah Yeah. you know winter spring breaks reading breaks all stats pension yeah like like why would i ever go back to radio unless they're backing up the money truck which yeah which there there's fewer and fewer jobs like I hate to say it. I probably won't ever go back to radio until I retire. And I just want to have a fuck around two day a week job. Burn I've thought the- about
0: that. Right. Like, cause right? I'm, I've been doing this a long time now. It, w- what's the next step? I mean, I, I have no problems with Edmonton. I got a great company. I had a great show. What is I the, love what, the fucking the guys.
1: Cru- Cruise is oh, well. Harvard. Harvard, oh okay, okay.
0: So they're smaller. I right, mean, and so there's pros and cons of working with a small company versus a big company. But right now, man, I, uh, based on how everything's been going, I, I have no fucking problems yeah. with this company. They're awesome. They, they, uh, they leave me alone. They let me do what I'm doing, and and we're successful. We're bringing in good numbers, and they're making money, and like and everyone's happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like I mean, you know, you've worked with guys, at different co-hosts and stuff like that. And to have zero drama is rare. And I just got two guys that give a shit about it. Love what they do. Coming to work today. We have every day and we have fun, right? I am, I am so lucky, man. Yeah. We've had, we've had a couple of sniffs at our show. Uh, I mean, it, it would be, you'd be hard pressed to convince us to make a big change. And just, yeah,
1: that's, and that's why I posted, uh, I just had enough, <laughs> enough people hit me over that weekend. Like Hancock, you know, that both drive positions are open, right? Like I just had enough, like easily 10 people within the industry. Yeah. And, and, and I just wanted to let everybody know, like, I, I know, <laughs> I know that it's available, <laughs> but like, yeah. fuck, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Like, why would I change what I'm doing in hopes of remaining happy under the umbrella of a big corporation. Like no offense to peak jobs. Those are fucking great gigs, but my job is better right now. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about the,
0: for me about the podcast world, cause I have, I've kind of, for the last couple of years, I've been listening to podcasts for years now. And the last couple of years I've been thinking, you know what, maybe I should get into this, but I don't want to jump in you took a chance, you jumped in, you've created this brand and you've got this thing and it's chogging along nicely now. Oh right? yeah!
1: It's like, now it's like just turnkey. Like now I just, it's upkeep.
0: It's just takes care of itself. Yeah. Right. And for me, I, I mean, like I've got a lot, I put a lot of time and energy into the show that I'm doing. So I, I've got lucky and I started jumping on with Dean every once in a while. Blundell you're on mm-hmm. the Dean Blundell network. Yeah. Dean's right? Beauty. Yeah. Dean's a beauty, man. I I love, I love doing pods with him. He's a good shit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I've, I've been luck. I lucked out in that. I, I mean, he's found a spot for me and he likes what I bring to the table and he, and he includes me on these weekly podcasts. Uh, but there's just, there's something about this format and this, and this sort of platform that is appealing to a lot of people and it's dragging a lot of eyes and ears over to it, right? I I find it interesting. Like we did that Mike Bullard interview. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen it yet. I did see that it
1: was posted, but I haven't watched it yet.
0: It's very interesting. Uh, and you're I you're, watch you're back west you're like with me. You're back west. You're out of the broadcasting and and the sort of the media um, you know, drama circles. And the clicks of of Ontario. So I didn't know the whole story. All I heard was Bullard was stalking this chick, right? In the media. And go and listen to it, right? But Mm. the thing that I the thing that jumped out at me from doing that interview with Mike was he has been unable to tell his side of the story, and no one will give him a chance. So Dean gave him a chance and then we did this interview with him and it's this crazy interview, man. You got to hear it. It's nuts. And what happened to them? And, um, there's no other format that his story would have worked in what he needed to do and say only worked in
1: this sort of arena. Right. So like, Hey uh, Mike, we got to wrap it up here in um, 60 seconds. Got to get to that break, bro.
0: You know what I mean? (laughs) Like in radio, we're all constantly trying to package and put these sound bites out, right? Like you live in this confined sort of, that's why I'm interested in this. And I haven't been doing it long. I mean, I've only been hopping on with Blundell now, maybe for three, four months and, and it's hit and miss it. Like now we seem to be on a roll here where we're doing three a week kind of thing, but there was, you know, I jump on once in a month and then maybe a couple weeks later jump on again and then we do two in a week and so it's sort of been like that but Mm. this is an interesting this thing that has been created and has grown is 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 interesting and it'll be interesting to see how it transforms broadcasting
1: oh it's already transforming broadcasting yeah like there's a reason why i i'd never went back yeah and it's because of the freedom and like just that all like everything's all so new and um yeah like everything that you just said there's a reason why I'm not in the game anymore
0: yeah it's funny we were talking about that this morning on the show about about um like people don't watch sporting events anymore right they want the highlights right like and people in the sports world have got to be freaking out about oh yeah they have got to be freaking out about what's happening with their business. That Tim and Sid thing, like Sid jumping ship to go to a breakfast TV show and every sports donkey in the country going, what? Right? He's, he, They're all freaking out about what's happening in their business.
1: Dude, there's no fucking sports station in Winnipeg.
0: That doesn't make any sense. That's like, That that's, city goes rabid. They go nuts for sports.
1: Right. And there's no sport. That'd be like Seattle not having a sports station. It's insane. It's
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Locker. I'm going to wrap it up, buddy.
1: That was good. Put a little bow on this one.
0: You know what? We need to get together and have some beers at some point. Yeah. If I make my way down there, I I doubt highly you're ever going to travel to Edmonton.
1: Probably not. (laughs) Let's be honest. I but appreciate we could, the but, honesty. But we could we could do one of these without recording it and just fucking crack a couple and. Oh, I don't hate that idea. And hang, yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, so you're easy to find online. Uh, simply your name, Lachlan Cross, on Twitter. Are you on Instagram? You are you very. I'm uh, on
0: Instagram. I'm uh, I'm the only. I'm on Instagram and Facebook
1: and Twitter. Okay. Yeah. I'm not
0: on you. fucking uh, no Snapchats, TikTok.
1: no TikToks, none of that shit. No. You're fucking fifty years old. Don't do that.
0: Uh, okay. Thank you because people are trying to talk me into going on fucking TikTok I'm like
1: I have, a, I
0: have a deal with my co-hosts and they're they're desperately trying to get me on TikTok Don't. I said if I ever get on TikTok and if you ever see me doing one of those stupid fucking dances one of you is allowed to shoot me
1: so I'll be next in line Walker <laughs> it's good to see you buddy say hi to Deb for me
0: I will fucking a yeah. pleasure man
1: the Toddcast podcast on ToddHancock.ca